El Shaddai. El Shaddai, the all-sufficient, the God who is more than enough. Thank you, God, for this day and for this moment. Thank you, Father God, for this opportunity to praise your name. El Shaddai, you are more than enough. Jehovah Jireh, you are my provider. God is enough. Lord, you are enough. Lord, help me to not look to man to fill my needs. You are enough. In my previous podcast, I was triggered by something that spun me into the darkness, into a dark place where somewhere in my past, it was literally midnight, my husband was sound asleep beside me, and suddenly, I just felt so unsafe. Here's what happened. My siblings had both reached out to me. They told me that my dad was very ill. They asked if I would reach out to him. It seemed that he had given up, stopped eating, stopped walking, and had even given up on life. He had surrendered to the spirit of depression and was in the hospital. Before even being asked to do, to do so, I said I would be happy to talk with him and help to uplift him. I have forgiven him several years ago. I have not spoken to my dad for many years, not since my daughter was a young girl. My siblings were truly grateful and I felt good about my decision. I just don't want to talk about the past. I've already made my peace with it. The past is dead. So I am ready to continue looking forward, looking to the future and helping uh, and hoping to now bring my dad peace by him knowing that despite everything, that I love him and that I forgive him. I requested his phone number and my brother gave it to me. So I prayed and then I called my dad. I called several times over several days and left two messages but I got no response when I told my brother he suggested that I call my dad using Facebook Messenger I wasn't comfortable doing that though only because that would mean that I would have to unblock him on Facebook my daughter has been hurt by my dad and My grandchildren, they're all over my page. It's not just about me. My daughter has the right to her privacy, a right to feel safe, protected, and to have control over who can see or take pictures of her children. I thought about creating a separate Facebook page, only for such communication with my dad. This way I could have all other avenues blocked and only post on this new page when I feel comfortable with him seeing. Anyway, it was about midnight and I couldn't sleep. So I went onto Facebook to explore that idea when I noticed that I had a new friend request. It was from my dad's wife. I got curious, so I clicked onto her page. The woman is beautiful. I can tell that she is joyful and good-spirited. Her smile was radiant. I started sifting through her photographs and I saw her young daughters 
and adorable grandchildren. I could see how much she loved her family. 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 What happened to my family? What happened to my childhood? I looked at her grandbabies and thought, are they safe? Does she trust him blindly? Are her grandchildren safe? Has my dad really changed? Is he a new man in Christ? Are her daughters safe? Are her grandsons and granddaughters safe? Where was my safety? Home should have been my safe place. Suddenly, my chest tightened and hurt so bad Suddenly, I began to struggle for every breath. I lay there beside my husband, shaking and gasping. Finally, I woke him up. I shook him and said, Papi, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, Papi, please hold me. Please help me feel safe. My poor husband invited me to lay my head down on his chest. I told him what happened. And nearly asleep, he replied, You should have never looked at her profile. Within moments, he was sound asleep. I was so upset. I needed my husband to hold me tight. I needed for my husband to make me feel safe again. I needed him to get his ass up and pray with me and talk and laugh with me until I fell back asleep. I continued to gasp and have chest pains while I lay there on his chest. I rolled back to my side of the bed and then I text my sister. Surprisingly enough, she responded. I couldn't believe she was awake, so I told her what happened. I told my sister that I love my dad, have long forgiven him, but for whatever reason, I had this reaction when I saw his wife's Facebook page. I was angry at myself for having this reaction because I had already forgiven Bobby with all my heart. Why then was I reacting in such a way? Why was my chest hurting? And why was I having anxiety and struggling to breathe? I was so upset. My sister simply told me to surrender. Just surrender it all to God. Surrender my pain. Surrender my anxiety. Surrender my fears. Surrender myself completely to the Lord. And so I did. I maybe got about two hours of sleep that night. The following day, I woke up in rare form. I felt like... I felt some kind of way towards my husband and was snapping at him. I was hurt that he fell asleep when I needed him to hold me and help me through the night before. Aren't we supposed to be there for one another? My bad attitude caused us to get into it first thing in the morning, right before church. I was a mess and unkind. And soon I realized this and I asked my husband if we could start our day all over again because I was sorry. And when he didn't snap back as if nothing had happened right away, I felt offended once again and hurt and another round of dramatics soon followed before we both finally let it go, got merry, 
and moved on with our day in peace. Anyway, why wasn't God enough for me in this scenario? Why did I anger at my husband for being human and falling asleep at a time when most any human being would be sleeping? Why did I not seek God first? And if God was enough, why then did I punish my husband for falling asleep on me the next day? I think as human beings, we place a burden or responsibility on others to carry things that we ourselves should be giving up to God instead. Yes, we all need love and friendship. Fellowship is a wonderful thing and having someone to trust and confide in is a true blessing. Jesus had friends. He loved and trusted and confided in his friends. He prayed with them, shared with them, shared his life with them, socialized with them, but for everything, always, he went to the Father. He'd go off to speak with his Father. He'd do only what his Father told him to do. Always staying in his will. Father God is everything. He loves us and gives us friendships and husbands and wives and an entire world. This earth he gives us because he loves us. He can fill our every need. In fact, he tells us to be anxious, to not be anxious, and not to worry about anything. In Matthew uh, chapter 6, 25 to 34, the Lord says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall I eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God is enough. Also, I've been praying to God for patience. My husband and I, we join hands for morning and evening prayer each day at 7.30 a.m. and again at 10 o'clock in the night. It's been very difficult not to react to uh, my aunt 
let me tell you what I mean. Here's an example. Last week Sunday, a guest at our church brought a broccoli salad to share during fellowship. I made spaghetti and meatballs. The food was all very delicious and everyone ate well. I had never had broccoli salad before and it was awesome. It was made with Miracle Whip and had raisins and whatnot. I couldn't stop raving about how delicious it was. Anyway, I heard my aunt having strange conversation with um, one of our guests who had made the salad. She was talking about racism and how God made black people before all others and so forth. And from her tone, I could tell that she was getting pretty excited. My husband and I were hosting an early dinner party later in the day, so I saw that to be a good opportunity to interrupt the conversation and to let my aunt know it was time to go so I can start preparing for that. I had quite a bit of cooking to do still. As we walked out of the building, I kept raving about the broccoli salad. Mmm, that broccoli salad was so delicious. I never tasted anything so yummy. Immediately, my aunt cut me off saying, Stop! Stop saying that! Stop saying broccoli! Uh, broccoli. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Hmm. Broccoli? Stop, Zenaida! Stop it! Stop saying that word! What word? You mean broccoli? Oh, your husband will hear you! I've been watching him. Every time you said the word broccoli, he'd glare at you hatefully. He's angry. Stop, Zenaida, please. Dear, nobody cares if I say broccoli. Stop, Zenaida. Stop saying that. Uh, okay. <clears throat> and then I broke into song. My lady, she went downtown. She brought some broccoli. She brought it home. She was chopping broccoli. This I got from Saturday Night Live a long time ago. Chopping broccoli. Chopping broccoli. Chopping broccoli. Chopping broccoli. And then my aunt goes, Ay, Dios mío, please, someone will hear you. Stop. Some random woman, some random woman walking up the street did hear me. She turned her head to see who was acting so silly. So I waved at her and said, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for coming. Ay, ay, someone will get angry. Oh no, Zenaida, Zenaida, stop singing. Please stop singing, she cried desperately. <sighs> at that point, I just stopped, got into my car, while shaking my head and drove off. Later, My husband told me that while he was preaching during service, my aunt kept cutting nasty looks at him. He wasn't sure why. Welcome to my world. I asked God for patience. I honestly thought she was joking around. How could she possibly be serious? Only she was. We deal with many ridiculous scenarios with my aunt. Um, Do you need another example? She said uh, that my 15-year-old cat, who is fixed and had been trying to have sex with my husband's pup that passed away a few months ago. She believes that the people have been wiretapping her cell phone and messing around with her phone settings and dialing 911 without her consent. That has happened 
two or three times now where I've had to talk to the police to tell them not to come to the house. Patience. Today is Friday, January 13th, 2023. I'm on an Amtrak headed for New York City. I'm so excited to visit my my daughter, her husband, my grandchildren. I'm staying with them for nine amazing days. Also, I'll be catching up with old friends. My husband and I will grow to miss one another over this special time. A short time of distance actually strengthens our relationship. We get excited about seeing one another again real soon and have even more gratitude for one another. We remember not to take each other for granted. Anyway, I am going to have a most joyful week and I also wish you a most joyful and a most wonderful week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I love you always. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye for now.